Standing on the top. 
house uh, could try to get the money to Melissa by any Friday and so that uh, Stephanie can uh, go ahead and secure it and then uh, the, all the younger kids all the smaller kids are going to be able to have a little fun in that bouncy house so we're, we're doing that for them so anybody that wants to donate to it uh, whatever you can doesn't have to be you know, give, if you give uh, five dollars whatever a few dollars whatever
So we're two millennia on this side of that, we're 2,000 years. Almost 2,000 years on this side of that. That's a long time, isn't it? 2,000 years. <coughs> and uh, some of us that have lived not quite a century yet, maybe half a century. Some of you are uh, still on this side of a half a century, so <laughs> you probably don't understand. But some of you not have even you're not even a quarter century old, so you don't even know. But it's something when you can come to an understanding. Uh, if you would turn with me in your Bibles tonight to the first book of Timothy, chapter three. First book of Timothy, chapter three. Thank you all for coming tonight. Mm -hmm. Amen. I know a lot of people are out still celebrating. Celebrating somebody's birthday, I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I don't say that to rub anybody wrong, but it's just, I uh, think about the scripture where Paul said that he shall send strong delusion that they believe a lie. Mm -hmm. And only only reason why they, they believe that lie is because they have not a love for the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the reason why. If you, if you don't love the truth, you're gonna give into it. Don't, don't use that, uh, don't justify it. Say, well, you know, I heard people describe it this way. Aren't we supposed to make evil, good out of evil? Well, yes, we are, but not in this context. Mm -hmm. right. uh, because the Lord never, the Lord was very uh, <coughs> upset with Israel when they worship. And you read that in Jeremiah, you read that in, in Isaiah, you read it in the Minor Prophets, you read Ezekiel, where they were worshiping these false idols. Even there in the temple, worshiping these false idols, and how they justified it was they put his name on it. They put Jehovah on it. That's how they justified it. So they were saying, "Well, we're still worshiping Jehovah, but it's a it's a false idol." You know what the Lord said? I will not give my glory to another. Mm -hmm. I will not give my glory. Amen. And see, that's just plain, just plain and simple. But yet, you know, people don't even, people are so complicated in their thinking, they don't want to be plain and simple. Mm -hmm. They don't want to humble themselves. And uh, I see that, I see that. And who are we to take it upon ourselves to try to infer or try to interpret or twist the scriptures to our opinion or to our liking. We don't have that power. We don't have that authority. Hallelujah. It's something. And, uh, so, thank you for coming to the house of God tonight. It's just like it's any other day. Mm -hmm. Amen. Any other time of worship and praise. Hallelujah. So anyway, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1.
verse number 15. He said, but if I tarry long, if I tarry long, if I take my time, thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. The house of God is the church of the living God. It houses the called out ones, the chosen ones, the ecclesia, the pillar and ground of truth. So he's saying that the church, the house of God, the church is the pillar and the ground of truth. So in other words, we come to that place where we need to understand that the church has a very, uh, how would I say, how can I put it, and, and so you won't take it lightly, but we are called to be a reflection. We are called to be a reflection of him. So that when people take a look at the church and they look and see the church, they can the church can reflect godliness. The church can reflect uh, righteousness. The church can reflect truth. The church can reflect holiness. It can see that in the church. So that so so we're in a very delicate position to basically uh, show the world what we are all about and who we are concerning him. So we are, you know, basically the, the pillar and the ground of truth. So everything that the truth represents should be seen in the church, in us, individually and as a whole individually and as a whole. That's the way it should be. Uh, praise God. We can't, there's, there's nothing else we can do to try to somehow uh, uh, add on or somehow try to ornate uh, or embellish upon God's word anything of ourselves, anything of our our, our ability our, of our skills I'm talking about without God when we're without God we're nothing there's nothing we can do to try to add to this reflection this reflection has to reflect all of God all of God in the body all of God in us the world needs to see that because we're the pillar and we're the ground of truth so this is a, a serious, as one writer said, you have been called to the truth. You have been called to the truth. So we have been called to the truth, and it's up to us to be, amen, to, to believe and, of course, obey the truth. It's important for us to understand that. That's all we have. That's all we're going to ever have that's going to make a significant difference in our 
living in our testimony and who we are. Praise God. If we don't have the truth, we don't have anything at all. Amen. So that's why it's important for us to understand that. Uh, this, is, this should be a, a place where even the people of God, if the people of God would reverence, reverence this, this uh, body, reverence this, this, this uh, how can I say, this entity called the church, if we could reverence it, if we could acknowledge it, if we could, if we could just, you know, lift it up, lift it up through our uh, humility, through our obedience, even through our worship, everything that pertains to us as far as, you know, our physical being is concerned, if we could just somehow, uh, amen, um, give it grace just by our humility and submission to the house of God, to the to the church. We're all part of the church. We're all, amen, we have all been born into this body. Hallelujah. Amen. We are all part of it. Praise God. So that's important for you to understand. Um, and, and what does the Bible say? Uh, let me remind you what the scripture says about this. Uh, the Apostle Paul speaking in in, uh, in uh, First Corinthians, and uh, he says, uh, verse, uh, chapter six, verse number nineteen: What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own; ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. Okay? Now, I, I want you to understand something. That's that's us. Now, he's speaking collectively as the, the church right there in verse number 19. Collectively as the church there. He said, Knowing not that ye are your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have a God, and you're not on. So, it, it, and, and the collective, individually and collectively as the church. We're all called. We're all called into this. All of us, each and every one of us, not one of us. Praise God. In the body, not one of us is greater than one another. Mm -hmm. Amen. Huh? That's right. We're all part of the body. We're all members in particular. We all have a place in the body. Not one of us is greater than the other. We all share the responsibility of being obedient to the calling that God has given us. Whether we are in the body, where he places us in the body, doesn't make a difference. There's not one of us that is greater than the other. That's right. Amen. Remember, the body has a head. Yeah. That head is Christ. Amen. Huh? So there's not one of us in here that is greater than the other. So when you think about that, that's the that, that's principle that is in place. And... Uh, uh, that's why he said that uh, uh, in, in Ephesians 4, when he talked about it, there is one body and there is one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. So all of us 
uh, I was talking the other day about uh, equal access. Everybody has equal access now to the presence of God. Amen. Paul said those middle walls were torn down. Those partitions were torn, torn down. So now we have equal access to the presence of God. So we could all come before him. Man, we could all approach his presence. Equal. Equally. Okay? So you think about that. So he was saying, he was saying, uh, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. There, there, is, there is proper conduct in the house of God. In this body. There should be proper conduct. In our approach to God, and of course, in our fellowship with one another. It's got to be <coughs> proper conduct. Okay? So, he said this, and he said, in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church is the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. You break it down, if you do a word study and you go into your concordance or lexicon, it means this, it means it's pillar means it's a support. The church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth, it's, it supports the truth. It's a pillar, so it supports. A pillar, if you notice, a pillar supports something. It holds something up. So the church is the pillar. It supports the truth. We all ought to support the truth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hmm? Amen. We all ought to support the truth. And it's, it's uh, the, the Amplified Bible says it's the stay. But if you look at the, the little Greek translation of that word, uh, the ground for ground, it means it's the basis. It's the basis for truth. In other words, everything that, that we should have as far as uh, understanding uh, truth is concerned. And of course, we know that the word of God is truth, isn't it? Yeah. And, and this is the basis this is the this should be the basis of our understanding. This is this is where it should come from. The the pillar and the and the ground of truth. The basis of everything that we do in our life should be the truth. Yeah. Everything Amen. we do should be the truth because that's what he said. And 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 praise God, you know, it's it's important for us to understand that because we all, like I said, we're we're representing uh, uh, the body of Christ. We are called, we are called, his his body. So we're representing, we're reflecting everything that, amen, truth, uh, praise God, that everything that truth consists of, everything, praise God, so we understand that. So uh, we, are, we are called as such, to be pillars, to be pillars, to be a support, and to be a basis, to be a ground, to be a basis for truth. Um, that's the house of God. The house of God is that way. Amen. And in the book of Psalms in 26, in verse number 8, the psalmist wrote this. He said, Lord, I loved the habitation of thy house. 
I love the habitation of thy house. I love what's I love what's living in your house. I love what's what's right there, what's dwelling in your house. I love it. Praise God. Amen. And the place where in the place where thine honor dwelleth. God's honor dwells in this place. Praise God. There's something about uh, you know what we have right now, and and, and let me tell you something, saints. I I, I I I pray to God that we can love and and go into the deep things of God. We need to have a desire to want to go deeper in the Word of God and come to an understanding like we never have before, and not just be satisfied with the with the simple simple things or the the first principles of the Word of God. We need to have a desire that we can go even deeper. And that we can experience even more, amen, in Jesus Christ, in the Word of God. Because in Him is all wisdom and knowledge. So if we do that, we'll, we'll obviously we'll gain an understanding. We'll gain an understanding. We'll come to uh, understanding that will take us even deeper than where we are right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I get this picture sometimes in my mind. Of course, every pastor, every teacher, we, we are, our task, our objective to minister the word of God to you is that you will comprehend, that you will take what you're receiving, that you would apply it to your life. That you would take the word of God and the word of God can become a principle that you live by. <clears throat> Something that you can uh, begin to put into practice in your life. Obviously, God wants us to do that. That's why the reason why we come to the house of God. That's why David said this. He said, I, I love the habitation of your house. Why is it? Because there's so much in the presence of the Lord. There's so much in his word. There's so much even experiencing the presence of the Lord. Guess what? The Lord wants to take you further than where you are even now. And that's, that's what the Spirit wants to do to us. But if we could ever get past that point of our carnality, if our, of our carnal desires, if our, our, our worldly lust, the lust of the flesh, God doesn't want there to be in any spiritual intellectualist, intellectualist in his body. Huh? There's a big difference between, you know, knowing something. You might have a lot of knowledge. You might have, like a lot of people say, oh, you have a lot of head knowledge. You may know about it. But the difference is, is taking that knowledge and putting it into putting it into action in your life. Where what you understand and what you read in the word of God, it can actually become alive in you. Amen. That's why the writer said in the book of, he, uh, book of uh, Psalms, he said, quicken me according to thy word. In other words, what your word is, is, is instructing me to do, quicken me, make me alive in it so, so that I can, I can actually execute what your word is telling me to do. Quicken me according to thy word. So when we are quickened in the word, guess what that what, what he is 
presenting to us what he's instructing us to do is, is we become alive in it. We, we become alive in it and we actually begin to live the word that God has, amen, given us. That's amazing, isn't it? Amen. That's where he wants to be. That's why he said that. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house in the place where thine honor dwelt. There is proper protocol. There is proper conduct. There is proper behavior. There is proper uh, uh, mentality, attitude. When you're in the presence of God, everything, amen, that we are, if we are quickened in, in the word of God, guess what? It's going to put us in the right state of mind. So what puts us in the right state of mind is going to put us in the right state of conduct and behavior. Because that's how it works. So we have to understand this. Uh, here's the thing. We cannot have any dissension. Amen. Mm -hmm. huh? Amen. We cannot have any emulation. You know what emulation is? When you are full of emulation, it's when you look down on others. Mm -hmm. huh? mm -hmm. You actually think you're better. Mm -hmm. huh? You think you can do things better. Mm -hmm. Praise God. And we, when we look at each other that way, you know what? There goes God's honor. Mm -hmm. There goes God's dignity. Mm -hmm. We lose that. And has nothing to do with them, but everything to do with ourselves, our our carnality, our human nature. When that exists in the body, let me tell you something. That brings a reproach. Mm -hmm. Because we're supposed to be the pillar and the ground of truth. So we should set the example of what it is to truly walk in the love of God. Amen. In the peace of God. Are you listening Amen. to me? In unity, in harmony Amen. with one another. In the body. Woo. You don't you think you don't think that's possible, but why why does the word of God tend to you know exhort us or admonish us to that's the direction that the body should go. You know what? If we were all on the same page spiritually, mm -hmm. the, you know, not so much faith-wise, because everybody has their faith levels are different. But here's the one thing. Your faith level should be taking you to him. Yeah. Whether your faith is whether your faith is this much or your faith is this much, your faith level should be taking you to him. Mm -hmm. huh? Amen. That's where it should be taking you. Doesn't make a difference how much faith you got, but let me tell you something. Everything about us, everything that we do in here, everything that we do, we should all be seeking the same thing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Our focus and our desire should be on what he wants of us and what he who he wants us to be. Praise God. You know why? Because we're the pillar and the ground of truth. Mm -hmm. huh? Amen. And, and it should be exemplary. Huh? Mm -hmm. It should be exemplary. We, you know, we have one of the, the greatest, the greatest things in the whole world that any person could have 
And that is, amen, the Spirit of God dwelling in us. Huh? That is one of the greatest things any person could have. So if, if it's something that we we uh, can, you know, we say, oh, I, I have the Holy Ghost. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and you know, I'm a child of God. Make sure that you don't live anything, you, you don't fall short of, of what you're saying, your, your, your confession, your faith. Make sure you don't fall short of that because, amen, uh, when, when people see everything else but the Spirit of God in you, Huh? Mm -hmm. Well, Paul said this in First Corinthians chapter one, verse ten. Now I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, Amen. and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Here's, here's, here's all these, how could I say, knowledgeable minds. Huh? All of us have some understanding of God's word. Here's all this information, all this knowledge. It seems like we should be able to do something with it. Right. Amen. Amen. Huh? We should be able to take it and we should be able to put it in motion. We should be able to put it into practice. Praise God. But you know what's wrong with us? We kind of uh, beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. We beat around the bush. Your understanding or your knowing of the word of God should be reflected in your attitude, in your yeah. spirit. Mm -hmm. yep. Amen. Amen. Not in... You know, we all react somehow. We all react to a, any given situation. And, and you know, it's how you react that determines how much of the word that you really have in you, dwelling in you. Mm -hmm. You can react to a situation. You can react to a person. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Ooh. I know I don't make everybody happy. I know I'm not on everybody's... Uh, most, most, uh, I'm not on the popular list, uh, most liked list. I know yeah. that. That's a fact I've known for a long time. Huh? <laughs> I, I love people wrong. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a popular person. I know, you know, a lot of people, I'm probably at the bottom of the list. I, that doesn't bother me. Amen. But I'm not going to have an attitude. Uh -huh. Right. Yes, Amen. that's right. Yeah. I'm not going to have an attitude. I don't have any reason to hate anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though when they, we've, we, we've, we've had differences and there were dynamics, there were disagreements, that doesn't make me want to hate them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All I can do is pray for them. Amen. There's a lot of people I'm praying for right now. You know why? Because they're disobeying God. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I'm not Lord over God's heritage. Mm -hmm. I'm an under-shepherd. He's, he's the, the over-shepherd. Amen. So I'm not Lord over God's heritage. I can't stand here and, and try to be overbearing and, and be forceful and even being judgmental. Amen. Mm -hmm. Woo. Amen. 
Some of you need to quit judging others. Something that just bothers me so much. Some of you just, when it comes down to a certain somebody, don't judge. You're no better. That's right. That's right. When you start to judge, you know better. Mm-hmm. You're just as, you know what the Bible says? When you judge some, your brother, you judge the whole law. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know what? You're putting the whole, God's whole law in the, you're, you're making the whole law accountable. You're no better than God. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Amen. God doesn't want that dynamic. God doesn't want that existing in the body. He doesn't want that in the body. All he wants us to do it's, it's simple. All he wants us to do is love one another. Amen. 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 Forgive one another. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Amen. We all have faults. Mm-hmm. We all have dents in our armor. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Like I said, we're supposed to be the pillar and the ground of truth. The church, that's you. Mm-hmm. The pillar, the support. Huh? And the basis, the ground of truth. You're supposed to be there. That's what this church represents. To this community, to a lot of people. Amen. Sometimes I feel like, you know, any person that puts any more negative uh, negative uh, comments on Facebook, sometimes I feel like if you're going to be doing that, if you're going to be arguing between one another, you know, people get on and look at that and say, those are saints in the church. And they're carrying on like it's nothing. You know what? I'm almost going like, hey, if you can't stop from doing that, bye-bye. You're out. You're no longer a part of this fellowship. Because you don't know the devastation. You don't know what you caused, the reproach you caused this church. My, 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 we're supposed to be soul winners, mm-hmm. not soul haters. Mm-hmm. Amen. Huh? Yeah. You're all souls, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about the sinners that come in. I'm talking about you. You're all souls, aren't Amen. you? We're supposed to be soul lovers, mm-hmm. not soul haters. Mm-hmm. So he said the pillar and the ground of truth. The pillar and the ground of truth. I was thinking about, you know, here's the thing about truth. In the scripture, and, and, and it's in uh, uh, in Proverbs 23, 23, somewhere around there. The scripture says, buy the tr- truth and sell it not. <clears throat> buy the truth and sell it not. You know what? If you're going to buy something, that means you have to pay a price. Amen. What price are you going to pay for the truth? Huh? It's not talking about a monetary price. It's talking about a different kind of price. What price are you going to pay to have the truth? Huh? Amen. First of all, you have to love the truth. Amen. Huh? Mm-hmm. 
against everything that you have ever believed before you came to the knowledge of the truth against everything you ever lived, everything you ever done. You know what? There's going to be a price you're going to have to pay to be able to buy the truth so that you can possess the truth. What kind of price are you going to pay? What are you going to pay for the truth? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Sometimes even if it's going to hurt you, if it's going to hurt you, uh, may maybe even uh, emotionally or maybe even uh, uh, physically, it may hurt you. Why? Because a lot of people don't love the truth. Mm -hmm. huh? A lot of people don't want to have anything to do with the truth. And so when you buy the truth, as he says, buy the truth and sell it not. There's a price each and every one of us have to pay to be able to get the truth. You don't have the truth just because you believe it. Guess what? There's a price you have to pay Amen. so you can obtain the truth. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it means even dealing with your own self, dealing with your own mind, dealing with your own opinions, dealing with your own actions, what you're going to do to secure the truth. Amen. It's, gonna, it's, a, it, 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 it's a great price each and every one of us are going to pay. Man. I never have felt so, uh, what's the word? Single God. Kind of to the point, you know, I'm a peaceful guy. I, I, I love peace. <laughs> I kind of get upset when people disturb my peace. But I love peace. I just love that that tranquility, that peace, and, and even in, in the Lord. But you know, when people, here's the thing, uh, we're all marked people. Amen. We're all marked. Amen. We've all been you know, baptized in Jesus' name, we've been bought with the price. His blood and his name is on us. We're marked. So people, people, people know who you are. People know who you are. People know who you are. You can't walk through the world anymore like you used to. Huh? Because, you know what, right now, Right now, you're not a square no more. Right now, you're not. It's like it's like trying to put a, a square in a round hole. You can't do that. So so you're marked. You're, you're not you're not the same anymore. So when you walk through the world, the world is going to notice. The world is going to you know take note of you and say, hey, you know they they, they it's not just uh, 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 you know when they come across you and they they hear something about you, but it's even what they feel in your spirit. They know you're a different person. Mm. Huh? Amen. You're not the same. You don't belong to them. You don't have that spirit anymore. Mm. You don't have the spirit in the world, so you're different. So you're marked. And here's the thing. We're singled out. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're singled out people. Why? Because we don't, we don't want to live in sin. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Amen. We don't want to be uh, live a life of uh, immorality. Mm -hmm. huh? We we don't want to be do all those things that are not right for us to do. All the all the 
you know, all the, the sins of the flesh, all the, you know, we, we can go through it. There's a big old long list. We can go through it. The, the fornication, adultery, and murder, and emulation, and strife, and wrath. And just go on and go on and go on. Huh? You go on and go on. And, and we're not that way. We should not be that way no more. Huh? Amen. We shouldn't be contentious. Huh? We shouldn't be argumentative. Amen. We shouldn't be full of strife. Mm -hmm. huh? Amen. As one person said one time, he walked into a church. And boy, he wasn't there very long. He said, you know what? He said, I thought I gave up fighting when I came out of the bars. Wow. Wow. He said, here I walk right into it in this church. Mm. The pillar and the ground are truth. The pillar and the ground are truth. So, so that's just kind of how it is for, you know, uh, we all need to understand and realize just that, you know, God's called us, if we're the pillar and ground of truth, that's what we have to reflect. That's who we are. We should be the support and, and we should be the stay, the basis for truth. That should be in us. But we're singled out. We're singled out. I've never been so singled out when, you know, I, I just left it at that, you know, I'm, and, and, until somebody says, so you don't believe in Christmas? I don't know how many times. It's like, you know what they're saying? Hey, what's the matter with you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, there's nothing wrong with me. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. huh? mm -hmm. I know the truth. And the truth has set me free. Amen. Mm -hmm. I know the truth. There's nothing wrong with me. I understand the truth. And I'm obeying the truth. Huh? Amen. Because you know what? I, I want to love the truth. Every child of God, listen to this, every child of God that has ever done any kind of searching of the scriptures, why is it that they cannot see the word Christmas in the Bible? Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that. But yet here we are, we're singled out because we don't want to believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh? Well, the only reason why that why that is because we're not of the world. That's right. Hallelujah. And you know what? It's just when you know that, you know you're you know, you know the truth, there's no problem with it. You know, just Hallelujah. I want you to turn your attention to I'm almost done here. I'm gonna try to hurry up. I kind of deviated, I kind of got off my, what I was, the direction I was going. But. Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, 
they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. Does everybody see that? Yeah. that that's a, a very insightful piece of scripture. Look, look at the way the Apostle Paul brings that out. He said, he said when, when uh, James, Cephas, and John, who seemed, look what he said, who seemed to be pillars. They seemed to be pillars. Paul made a good observation. You know why Paul said this? There was conflict. There was disagreement. Of course, I've said it so many times before. During this period, during this time, there was a transition between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. A lot of people that believed in the circumcision still believed that you had to be circumcised. All the males had to be circumcised. They didn't realize and understand that that covenant came to an end when, when Christ died on Calvary. They didn't understand that. So they're still trying to preach circumcision. But then, as the Holy Ghost began to move and as the Holy Ghost began to bring understanding, you know, all the disciples, the apostles realized that, hey, that covenant is no longer in effect. We're, we're, we're in a new covenant. So, so all this disagreement, all this disagreement between all, the, all these different people that were in the body of Christ, in the church, that, that had to be settled. Had to be settled. All the differences had to be settled. Let me tell you something. Whatever differences that you have amongst one another, Lord, the Lord's Supper is coming up. Whatever differences you have between one another, you better get them settled before the Lord suffers. Amen. 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 Huh? Mm -hmm. You better get everything under the blood. Mm -hmm. Because you'll be just heaping damnation upon yourself mm -hmm. if you don't. Mm -hmm. And all these differences, Paul was saying that. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, they seemed to be pillars. Huh? Mm -hmm. Looks like they had something. Mm -hmm. Looks like they had a little substance. Right. Huh? Amen. Looks like they had a little knowledge. Looks like they had a little wisdom. Hmm? Mm -hmm. They seemed to be pillars. How did they seem to be pillars? The way they conducted themselves. Huh? The way they looked upon the situation. Let me tell you something. You don't know what people go through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't know why people have a, a certain, amen, look upon their face sometimes, or a certain spirit, or a certain act. You don't know what they're going through. Quit trying to be a judge and, and try to figure it out. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Right away, we want to bear down on one another. Oh, they, they didn't shake my hand. So they wonder what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's not you. That's right. Huh? Or they look at me funny. You know what? I never look at everybody a certain way all the time. Mm -hmm. Huh? If somebody, somebody looks at you funny, guess what? Go up and say, hey, are you doing fine? Mm -hmm. Don't try to put it together in your mind. Oh, they hate me. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Huh? Or somebody 
been treating me funny. Well, if that person's been treating you funny, go up to that person and say, hey, what's the matter? Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Amen. Don't be contentious. Don't be argumentative. Mm -hmm. Because anybody that is going to be a, that is a pillar, if you seem to be a pillar, a pillar, God knows this church needs some pillars. Amen. Huh? God knows this church needs some pillars. Look what he says. He said, who seemed to be pillars perceived the grace that was given unto me. Perceived. They seen something. They seen the grace of God. They seen the favor of God. They seen something. How many of you can see God's favor? Amen. Here's the thing. When we're here, when we're here in the house of God, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of you, if you fail God, regardless of what's happening, and you make it to the house of God, you know what? God's given you favor. Mm -hmm. So you're here because of his grace, his favor. You know what? And that's the way that we should look at it. If you're really spiritual, you know what the Bible says? Ye that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Huh? Ye that are spiritual. But you know what? We can't do that because we're carnal. And we want to judge. Huh? And we want to be contentious. We want to be argumentative. We want to be justified. Guess what? You're not. You're not. So, he said that James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars of the church, perceived the grace that was given unto us. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. You know what that means? It says, fellowship was established. The right hand means in in the power. In whose power? God's. Because that's what the right hand means. God's power. So their fellowship was, a, was established in God's power. Guess what? That's what we all need to do here. We need to establish our fellowship in one another. But you know what? In God's power. In God's strength. Amen. Amen. I almost bypassed something. I guess I did. <laughs> I got so ahead of myself here. Bear with me. Two more minutes. You read the you read the scripture in Second uh, Kings or uh, no, First Kings seven twenty one. You can write this down. You read the scripture in First Kings seven twenty one. When when Solomon built the house of God, he built these. You know, he put these two pillars up. And these two pillars he put up, he called one, he called one pillar Jacob. And the other one he called Boaz. So when you enter the house of God, you you buy you you went by these big massive pillars that went in the front, and, and of course Jacob and Boaz. So here is these massive pillars that you bypass, that you walk, amen, that you walk through. 
the pillars of Jacob and Boaz. And Jacob, Jacob, uh, Jacob means this, he or it will establish. He or it will establish. All right? Boaz means this, fleetness. Fleetness or swift in motion. Woo. So why is it that this was important that uh, the pillars were there, they, they served, the, you know what, they weren't there just to make the house of God look pretty. Mm -hmm. They were there to serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. They were there to hold up the threshold. Amen. The entrance of the tabernacle or the temple. For that purpose, they were there to support. But you know what? The support was this, in such that it established everything pertaining to the things of God. All the sacrifices, all the activities in that temple, it established that. And it also brought fleetness to it. It brought fleetness. It was swift in motion. So in other words, what does that mean? God's work ought to be such in us that it will establish us. And that it will be swift in motion. In other words, God, you know, like Paul said, God is going to do a quick work in us. Woo. Why does it take some of us a long time to comprehend when it shouldn't? Mm -hmm. To do certain things when it shouldn't. Shouldn't take us forever. So praise God. I like what, and I'm almost done here. Revelation 3.12 says, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no, or he shall go no more out. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God needs people of that are humble and that are submissive, that are obedient. You, you, you hear all these, all these, all these words: hum, humility, obedience, submission. And then all of a sudden, here comes another word that just is almost on the total, way way on the other spectrum of all this: the word resoluteness. If you, if you walk humbly with God, if you walk in humility, if you walk in obedience, if you walk in, if you're submitting yourself to him, if you're obeying him, you're humbling to him, you humble yourself to him, guess what? All three of these are gonna, are going to bring resoluteness to your life. When you learn, when you learn to do all this, they're gonna create resoluteness. They're going to create, uh, as we said, it's going to be a support. It's going to be a basis. It's going to be a, 
the basis, the base of what you are standing on. That's what it's going to, you're going to become solvent. You're going to become a pillar. So when you think about that, you think about, you know, I'm talking about spiritually in the church. Spiritually in the church. If we could all strive, if we could all strive to apprehend that, we could just do what we can just to go after it. Let me tell you something, well, we're going to see some very obvious changes in, in us, in all of us. But when we don't pursue it, when we leave off and we're slack and we're lazy, we don't pray, we don't study, huh? mm -hmm. we don't attend the house of God, you know what happens? We lose all that. Mm -hmm. Lose all that. That's my concern. That's my concern. That, that we would just take the Lord, we would take the Word of God serious. Who are we fooling? When we can have that kind of spirit, that kind of attitude, and we're just. We all need one another. That's the truth. Amen. We all need the Lord. We all need church. We all need this. You can't. There's no other place you're going to find this. There's no other place you can ever, you know, secure really the strength and the knowledge, the faith. The consistency, the stubbornness for God. If you choose to just. You know, too many excuses. There's too many excuses. Why we can't do this and why we can't do that. Bothers me. It bothers me. Enough excuses. If, if you if you keep on making excuses why you can't serve God, then guess what? You don't have it. You don't have it. Be honest with yourself. You don't have it. If you really want it, you're gonna go after it. You're gonna pursue it. Like it's the only thing left in this world. That's how much you have to want it. That's how much you have to desire it. And to achieve that. Boy, I'm just frustrated with it. Sometimes if we could all come to that place of the church having a collective consciousness of his love and his faith and the truth and unity and harmony and, you know, the Holy Ghost moving in our midst. Man, this this the doors are going to get blown off of this place. Mm -hmm. But if we're half-hearted, if we're carnal, if we're worldly, no way. No way. 
So I'm just reaching out to you tonight. Praise God. Slapping your heart up a little bit. Amen, amen. Spanking your behind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Glory to you. Hallelujah. But things need to be given. That's all I'm saying. Thank you very much for your presence, for your attendance. Uh, I'll, I'll post tomorrow if we are going to have a um, rehearsal or not. I'll let everybody know at least by five. And I don't know if, we, if there is, I think there is going to be a youth Friday, so there should be. I'm not going to speak for Sister Jean and Brother Dan, but there should be. But uh, remember this Sunday morning is going to be the Lord's Supper and foot washing and Sunday evening's regular service. All that's taking place. So be reminded of that. So Lord bless you. In Jesus' name. Help us.